the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so It's absolutely fantastic to be alive right now. And we can reminisce about the good old days. I love to do that, too. But now is the difference. We are either going to devolve completely into a ghetto, into a formerly great country, in the same way Chicago has. And now you're deciding whether Ed Burke should go to... Rosebud on Rush or Gibson's where he used to bring the hookers. Where exactly should he celebrate as he walks out of court scot-free? Because you've accepted in that ghetto, you've accepted the idea of a government mafia and you like it. You just want your guy to be in on it so you think you're winning. And that's the way you destroy great cities. The problem is, has that already happened to the country? What you're seeing right now is they call him a special counsel, but there's nothing special about an apparatchik of government gangsterism, of the Democrat Marxist mafia. There's nothing special about Jack Smith or his unpleasant-looking wife. Nothing at all. They, like the judge that Trump is being dragged before for nothing, they already made up their mind. And they're not interested in justice. They're interested in what all mafias are, intimidation. And that's really what we're talking about. This is an, inti- an intimidation tactic in the same way it is to keep those political prisoners who went to the protest of the most obvious election theft in world history, at least in this country for sure, the most obvious election theft in American history. And they went to protest, and then they fell pit prey to the government, real kind of psyop it's called, but what it was was entrapment, as they played it correct. It was perfect for the government supremacists to play it the way they did. It really was. The buses of FBI agents, the guys already in the Capitol dressed, the the editing of the tapes, the selective cherry-picked evidence for months and months and months until we got a glimpse, and then the guy who gave you the glimpse fired, number one show and news, gone, fired. It's brilliant. And even now, how we still don't have all the tapes, we have a lot of them, which prove beyond the shadow of a doubt our suspicions were correct. But what has to happen now is you have to follow through. See, everybody will tell you. I don't care if you're hitting a golf ball or if you're hitting a Marxist in the forehead. You have to follow through. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. So now we're going to go to the Supreme Court. And what will be determined is it is it going to be Nixon versus Fitzgerald or is it going to be Clinton versus Jones? See, they're two totally different cases. Well, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Fitzgerald sues Nixon because he doesn't like the way he treats him after he leaves the Air Force. He was a pilot or whatever the hell it was. And uh, he decides to sue him for money. So Nixon 
goes before the Supreme Court, they determine you can't sue the president. He has immunity. It's called presidential immunity. You don't like what the president's doing? If you think he's crooked, if you think he broke the law, impeach him. That's already in position. But then the rapist. Oh, yes, the rapist Bill Clinton, the guy who liked to go to, to Epstein's Island. We don't know how many times because the Democrats to this day, like little Dick Durbin, will protect the fi- flight logs because they don't want it out. Just how many of these rat bastards are pedophiles and we're cozied up to Epstein. So we're never going to get those flight logs. But anyway, let's call him Lolita Express Bill Clinton. The only president, the only man in America that everybody understood why he had an affair because we know his wife. But the reality is Bill Clinton was sued by Jones for rape indecency you know his life and that case she was allowed to sue him civilly because he raped her when he was the governor not the president so what this scoundrel this never trumper scum he's called the special counsel jack smith he wants to determine can we bankrupt him can we allow people to sue him financially because they have to follow through on the absolute intimidation so we understand our place And we lose that old-fashioned America, that pride in what we are as a people, that we are not to be ruled, but we are to be represented. We don't have government supremacists that are supposed to be able to do to us what they do to these once great cities like New York, New Jersey, Chicago, or anywhere there's a Democrat rat bastard in charge of anything. What we're going to decide now is, are we going to be free or are we going to just roll over? and be the third world. That's what this is about. So when I hear the propagandists talk about how brilliant Jack Smith is, this isn't brilliant at all. This is what they have to do to give you that unspoken innuendo of intimidation, where if you push back, we will throw your ass in prison or we will bankrupt you. And that's it. That's all you're seeing today. Breaking news. Big move by Jack Smith. What do you make of it? I think it's a brilliant move, Chris, because essentially what they're saying is we're going to do whatever we can to get a ruling from the Supreme Court on presidential immunity as soon as we can. And we're going to make it. Now, to hear excitement, I think it's a brilliant move. What exactly is the allegation? And the allegation is that Trump was an insurrection, started the insurrection. Now, here's the the greatest defense. No, he didn't, because I would have been there. Oh, how do you like that? You see, that's the opposite of me being intimidated. And by the way, there are tens of millions of guys like me. That wasn't an insurrection. What that was was a protest. That's all it was, a rally. And some people did some very bad things. Fine. Most of them, I think, my allegation is, were on the government payroll. (gasps) What do you think about that? Well, prove me wrong. No, you don't want to prove me wrong. So you want to release just what the edited versions of those tapes are. But you don't want me to have my opinion. Like a third world Venezuelan dictator. Like Cuba. Like the old Soviet Union. Pick a sexually frustrated leader of the Soviet Union. I don't care which one. I personally like Brezhnev because he liked to kiss his enemies on the lips. However, what you have here is open and notorious American intimidation. And that's all it is, because their case doesn't hold water with all of us, because as Trump isn't going anywhere, his popularity is soaring. He's even mentioned, even mentioned by Chicago victims, former Democrats, still Democrats, but they still mention him. Let's have a meet with the Republican Party. If Trump want to come to town, come and meet with us. No, 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 no. The black always cornerstone of abuse the the forever democrat voting black chicagoan can never utter the words that's when 
shortly after this, about 48 hours, Jack Smith decided to go, now we're going to go back to the Supreme Court because we can't risk this. People are starting to see exactly how crooked this system is. How does Liz Cheney get so rich? She's been a member of Congress for six years. Now, so when she took office in 2017, her net worth was estimated at $7 million, which is a lot for someone with no skills, but that's what she had. Now she's worth more than $44 million, according to the Center for Responsive Politics, which looked at her financial disclosure forms. Now, So she goes in. She's a trust fund baby. And she and her husband, the unlucky bastard, the uh, big fan of the dimmer switch, her husband, he and her dimmer switch husband are worth seven million. Six years. She's worth forty four million dollars. How's that happen? Probably an honest explanation for all of this. We're not accusing her of robbing liquor stores, but you have to wonder how did Liz Cheney make more than thirty six million dollars in six years of public service? That's six million a year. Six million a year while being a congressman. And by the way, this story is common. What do you think the bust out who's now a lobbyist, Adam Kinzinger, is worth? In fact, the only congressman I ever know to go to, to Congress and not be rich is the idiot Joe Walsh, also a phony team, team, uh, Tea Party guy. He, that, that bust out can't pay his own bills. In the meantime, if you are loyal to the system of corruption, you make a tremendous amount of money and then you become an elder stateswoman. Donald Trump is not a conservative. Uh, he has not been a Republican very long. Uh, I talked in the book at one point. I wanted to say that to tweet that I had been a Republican longer than Donald Trump had been spray tanning. My communications director <laughs> said, no, no, don't don't do that. But yeah, don't do that, because that'll open you up for ridicule. And do you have a mirror in your house? Ugly. In the meantime, what Donald Trump was, was a successful president. Far more than any your daddy was and i know he we pretend he was vice president george bush was a hand puppet in the meantime what donald trump did also irritates your trust fund he facilitated peace oh and you don't like that you don't like peace you don't like american prosperity that's why you need people who are afraid of you afraid that you'll misuse the government to take away all their assets that's why the cubans stay in their house that's why they tell on their neighbor they think like communists, and that's what you're trying to put forward here. But luckily, there's jerks like me. I'm not afraid of you. And I'll tell you why it wasn't an insurrection. I wasn't there. And if there ever is an actual insurrection, if there ever is a call to go back to America the way my ancestors fought the king, I'll be there. So that's how you can do it. See, that's what they don't want you to say out loud. They want you to be afraid of them. But I liked peace worldwide. I like success. I like the lack of government. The irony is what they're hoping is that people will be afraid and they'll stay and they'll accept their lies. But the reality of their lies is killing my country. That's why three years after we allowed the election theft, three years afterwards, everything is worse and we are in World War III and thousands of Americans are dying and you don't want to talk about it. That's why you ignore the assaults in the Middle East. You ignore the fact we have troops in Guyana. Who gives a rip about Guyana? And you won't talk about the real numbers of money that is being stolen through the Pentagon. Stolen. What do you mean you can't account for 50 cents? And we're supposed to pretend that's a news story? You're robbing the people. And you continue to rob it. And now you've got this moron in there that he doesn't even know how much he's robbing it. But it sure sounds like a hell of a lot of money. On my watch, instead of Infrastructure Week, America's having Infrastructure Decade. Decade. 
over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. Trump just. I think he's right. There's a billion, trillion, three hundred thousand. I don't know what the hell it is, but it must be why my national debt is now bankrupted. The only country that built its nation on wealth of the individual. See, this is the plan to bankrupt us through policy. And the reason that they get rich is they know the policy and they front run the profit. Liz Cheney doesn't know anything about making money, but she made six million dollars through strategically front running investments on policies. She and the cohorts of corruption called the government were passing in the same way Nancy Pelosi did it in the same way they all do it. And in the meantime, after we catch him, they're going to intimidate us. Because if you wiggle, you'll sit in a cooler and you won't get your day in court the way you're supposed to. And if you really wiggle, then we'll take all your money. Two-tracked effort. First, we're going to ask the Court of Appeals to expedite its briefing schedule, but we're not going to wait for them. In the meantime, we're going to ask the Supreme Court for what's called certiorari before judgment. It's a certiorari before judgment. How come nobody asked that when you caught the little short in the pants Mike Madigan mafia Don leader who was pinched, what, five years ago? But everybody knew 50. Everybody knew. And here he gets pinched. And what happens? When is court date? I don't feel good. I don't want to have it. So they'll slow walk what they want, just like they did for the dimwood and diapers. The moron who's destroying my country. Everybody knew what Joe Biden was and everybody knew what the son was. We got 24 million in the accounts of the Bidens and nobody wants to fast track that because Donald Trump and people like him who were never in politics, they're the greatest threat. That's why they cultivate you so that the only people that are ever green lighted already slime their way through the system. And I don't care who they are. But what you have to realize is the Democrats have no standards. Do you understand? They know Joe Biden is a hand puppet. They know he soiled himself and he has dementia. They know it all. But they know he's the greatest representative of plausible deniability in the mafia scheme that is our government. And they will perpetrate this crime of the Biden administration as long as he's above grass thing was is I'll take Joe Biden at 100 over any of these guys at whatever age they're at because he's delivering. And he should. That's Wrong. the governor of Minnesota, Tim Waltz. And he knows he's a he understands he's been in the room with him. He knows that he's unfit, unable. But what he does know is that he's the crook that all the Democrats wish to be. Three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty six hundred. This is the Sean Thompson show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Boy, he partied like Hunter Biden, didn't he? Hunter Biden could have hung around with some Rick James. I think he would have buried Rick James sooner. In the meantime, Squirrel, the American government wants people who claim to be victims of January 6th able to financially sue Donald Trump. So can the people who are victims of Hamas sue Hamas? After all, we know that three Hamas leaders are worth $11.3 billion. Whatever happened to the Americans that sued those inbred Saudi princes that tie back to the actual attackers from September 11th. I would love it if they'd follow through. And how about the people of Illinois? Can they sue the short-in-the-pants mafia? Can they sue Mike Madigan, who's in his castle in Dublin with the low countertop so he feels like a man? Can they sue him? Everybody knows how much. How much do you think Mike Madigan's worth? Well, let's see what his law partners are worth and then figure it out doing math. Ralph and Rantoul, how are you? I am well, Sean. A couple of things. Number one, 
Um, I think it was John Solomon that reported last week that mysteriously all of the recordings of interviews with the J6 people that uh, were lined up by Liz Cheney's committee and interrogated, um, all those recordings have vanished. Go figure. And then number two, Jack Smith, I believe, here's my theory. I think that they're really just like balls out going for all this. And I mean, like baseballs out, like it's yeah, of course, uh, not. Of spring course. training. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're that, uh, that they're that they're going for this because they really truly think that the Republicans are never going to be in a position of power to have this used against them, the Democrats. So why not go all out? Because if they can grab this, impoverish their opponents through political lawfare, then they don't ever have to worry about a credible, well-funded opposition. Well, you've been around the block long enough to know what happens. Even if you win, you lose. Who gets rich in a lawsuit is the lawyers. And who makes up our government? Who makes up our government? What is it, 98% of them are all lawyers? None of them could make it in the, in the real business, so they like the kickbacks from the ones who do. That's why how many Chicago lawyers will vote for the mafia that they pretended they represented the law against? That, that's, to me, the greatest telling sign and why you have to get away from Democrat areas. But I get it. And a final question, final question. Why don't the, owner, the, uh, the residents of Chicago get together, get smart, get a class action suit against their ineffective leadership and sue all of them personally Make- for devastating a once great city? Well, I think number there's two reasons that I think. I think, number one, they like the mafia in place and they just want the clout in it. They don't want to make it angry. Number one. And number two, they know the tricky little secret that even if they wear $6,000 suits, they're probably on a payment plan for their water bill. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. See, bust outs are as bust outs are. But in the meantime, uh, why would so many people who are Republicans, so many who say they were against Obamacare, who say they're against American fascism, come to the aid of it? And it's simple. It's the money. Huh. Good gig. She didn't report any earned income, gifts, or transactions on her disclosure form. Her top-listed assets were Citibank, $3 million, and money from her husband's law firm, Lathman Watkins, also $3 million. Lathman Watkins? I wonder. I wonder if Lathman Watkins is a lobbyist or has positions in companies that were recipients of policy money. Hmm. I don't know, Squirrel. I think I could figure this out. And my name isn't Basil Rathbone. I could still figure it out. There's also money from a family trust. We assume that accounted for a lot of the cash, but we don't know. Whatever the case, it's not Wyoming's problem anymore. I know what the case is. But, you know, the seriousness of it is that the party is now walked away from the Constitution. And so I don't know if our party can be saved. Um, it may be that we need to build a new party. But I th- Well, if we, if, we, if we do, stop using we. You go stand in the corner with the corrupt government mafia. You go stand over there with Nancy Pelosi and all of the whores that destroyed the principle of my nation. Okay there? Light dimmer. I think those issues have to come after this 2024 cycle because the focus has to be just completely right now on making sure we don't return Donald Trump to the White House. Oh, why? Because you're afraid of the peace? You're afraid that he knows exactly what has to be done and can do it in a very short period of time? Now... The bottom line, if the Israelis and the Palestinians want one state, that's okay with me. If they want two states, that's okay with me. I'm happy if they're happy. 
I'm a facilitator. I want to see if I can get a deal done so that people don't get killed anymore. Killed anymore. Interesting. Because now a lot of people are getting killed. And I'm watching as um, what, a, what appears to be a lobbyist for Islam isn't really affiliated with Islam at all. In fact, they're affiliated with Hamas. And they have been for decades. Oh, I remember way back when this was a news story after September 11th. Care and who makes up care. Well, they were in the news. And guess where all of it took place? You guessed it. Chicago. Yeah, Rob, Jewish advocacy groups, the Anti-Defamation League and the White House are all condemning comments made by CARE Executive Director Nihad Awad during a November conference here in Chicago. However, the head of the Council on American-Islamic Relations is responding to the criticism, saying the comments were taken out of context. The executive director of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, Nihad Awad, is on the defense today following controversial remarks. This is the, the, the care where, remember, you don't remember, Squirrel, you were in diapers, but there was a guy named uh, Ibrahim Hooper who was a convert, but he wasn't practicing the religion of peace that 90% of people who are Muslim are. He was practicing the 10% of absolute terrorism. There's a lot more money in the mafia of Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis, not the Blowfish. Easy, Kamala. We'll get to you later. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We had a caller. I guess there's enough. You know, whenever they talk about the unemployment rate and how many people are working, then why are so many freaking bums? have nothing better to do but jam up traffic with your Hamas support, for God's sakes. In the meantime, Friday, we uh, we don't take any calls from scum, so I eliminate a lot of Democrats. I'll let one or two slip through that I like, like Cream Puff Jim. However, what we have here is uh, uh, they communicate through other ways, emails. And what was this from there, Squirrely? Is this uh, Asshat or is this Rumble? Asshat. And uh, it's, a, it's a guy named Mustafi. And Mustafi said, since you won't take my calls... You raving, radical psychopath. I'll try it this way. Only a heartless, soulless, uncivilized thing like you would believe and repeat all your lies about the Palestinians. And what you fail to understand is I'm talking about the Palestinians and Hamas members that do not reject Sharia law or would live under such an insanity. And I mean insanity. How dare you treat your wife and your daughters and your mother? Are you out of your freaking mind? Civilized. You're dressing from 1,400 years ago, you idiots. Do you have any idea how stupid you look? Do you have any idea how intolerable it is to pretend you want peace when we know our own history of our own lifetime, let alone the 1,400 years of murder and mayhem, all because of your coward who crawled in a well? Not to mention the insanity after you kill just Jews or what do you call the rest of us, infidels? The whole time you think you're superior, you you look like just morons. Absolute morons. And then I was listening this weekend to a couple of other idiots you got. From the nation to the sea, Palestine will be free. From the nation to the sea? No, from the uh, mountains to the sea. From the mountains to the sea. Here's my favorite part, Squirrel. This is a lesbian. This is an out-of-the-closet lesbian. And I wonder... Not only does she deserve that beekeeper costume, after all, she's grotesque looking. I throw up in my mouth watching a video. However, I wonder if she knows how Sharia law views people of homosexuality. That's right. That's what we want. From the mountains to the sea? Yeah. 
Which mountains? Wrong. You don't know, eh? This is proof that Western culture includes chanting and praising anything you're told to without knowing what you're actually saying. And in- That's exactly right. And that's what you see on the streets. These idiots don't know what they're talking about. And by the way, do you know how many millions of honest, good Muslims who do not want to be Sharia law serfs and slaves live in fear of this? Did you have any idea of the radical beheading and murder and rape and mayhem? And by the way, what you see now is a result of an action that never had to take place. I didn't decide to do this. And now some arbitrary people have decided they have enough. Well, you obviously don't know who you're talking about. You see, I know what care is. I knew what it always has been. It's a great money laundering scheme. Well, what are they, lobbyists? I also know how they've infiltrated our government over the last 17 years. However, when you get a glimpse of it in Chicago, believe your eyes and not the lies that come out of the mafia. He made during a convention last month in Chicago. Video of the comments were posted online by the Middle East Media Research Institute, a nonprofit which claims to help bridge the language gap between the Middle East and the West. He said in part, Yes, I was happy to see people breaking the siege and throwing down the shackles of their own land and walk free into their lands that they were not allowed to walk in. In a statement released Thursday, Awad writes that the website took his remark. Did anyone ask how uh, Israel has 25 percent that are Muslims and they live in peace? Did anyone ask how they get to walk around free? Anybody ask that? Or you just believe the people who beat their women, mutilate their daughters and insist it goes on for generation. Fourteen hundred years of this insanity out of context, writing in part, quote, what I actually said while discussing international law, Ukrainians, Palestinians, and other occupied people have the right to defend themselves and escape occupation by just and legal means. That's what it, no, that's not what you actually said. We have you on video. Hey, you lying 7th century fracking fraud. We have you on video. How much money goes through care have we ever done a full audit oh they hold themselves as a lobbying 501c3 so what happens you can't audit everything boy i'd love to i'd love to go through everything because i understand what hamas is i mean aside from the upper echelon that lives in qatar ooh, qatar and they live like actual successful people now for israel to to say that they are going to eradicate or eliminate uh, hamas i don't think that's a possible goal to achieve simply because Hamas is not in Gaza only. Hamas is in Lebanon, Hamas in leadership, everybody knows, in, in Qatar, and they are here in the West Bank, and, and so on and so forth. So what is needed, really, is a situation in which that Palestinian unity should be allowed to function on very clear points and agenda. In other words, we're going to go back to exactly the way it was. And it'll happen again, as it's happened what, four times a year for the last 1,400 years? I mean, how many, how many professors have to have their head chopped off in Paris? By the way, Squirrel, what was the news cut on Friday? The kids got six months for cutting the professors' heads off? That's nice. Where'd they get tried? In Cook County? That seems about right. In the meantime, 
What do you think? What do you think is is also happening to our country while this is going on? As you look down the hill from our drum and you see that next group, this is what's been happening now for the last several hours. And a concerning stat that we got from Bill Malusian's reporting at the end of last week was that 30 individuals have hit the terror screening database since October 1st, when the fiscal year began. We can bring. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's another fast talker. Since October 1st, 30 terror watch list members are found at the southern border. Well, what we know is that 25% don't ever encounter anybody. So that means they got 8 million they encountered, 2 million that got away. How many out of the 2 million were on the terror watch list? That's hard to get a number like that, huh? Maybe we should ask Liz Cheney. She's good at numbers. After all, she made 6 million a year and nobody can figure out how. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. 70% of the world's Muslims are illiterate. They don't understand the book that they believe in. They believe in what they're told. So what do you... Is that a fact? Where'd you get that stat? You're saying it's 70% of the... See, I I don't know if... I I, want to verify it, but I'll tell you what. Listen, have you read the book? Did you go through it at all? Did you ever go through it? Me? Yeah. Did you ever go through the Quran? Just highlighted parts. No, no. It doesn't hold my interest. Go through it. I understand it. Go through it, and you'll really have an opinion of how not to live, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. (laughs) And I I say that because a very good friend of mine was Muslim. And I'm going back years. This is when my kids were, and he would give me the stuff and try to get, you know. And I'm like, are you reading? Listen, I know you're telling me. You got the sales pitch and the bullet points. It's like Liz Cheney or Mitt Romney. They got the bullet points. But are you actually reading it? Because when you read it, it's not all love and cream cake. I could tell you that, baby. Thank you very much. After all, who 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 was the guy that made it up? He wasn't a nice guy. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Six million a year, squirrel. Fascinating number. Six million a year. 365 days in a year. Is that 16,436? 38? Whatever. $16,438 a day. Every day. The whole time she was in Congress. Just profit. Hmm. I wonder what she risked to make that. It's not that complicated. When... You have a donut shop or a food shop or a dress shop. You need heat. You need whatever. You need everything. You need trucks to deliver your product. Energy is so big, so important, and it went through the roof. It just went through the roof, and that took everything with it. Now everything, they say bacon has gone up five times, meaning... doesn't mean anything to, to Liz Cheney. And you know what's funny? When he was talking about that, Liz Cheney didn't own anything. She didn't own a restaurant, didn't own a store. She doesn't have a patent. She doesn't manufacture anything. $16,438 a day, every day of the year, for six years. How'd she do it? She didn't have to pay anything. Five times in the last year and a half. Five times. But I'll be the American energy president, and I have been. I mean, I really have been. We did an incredible job with energy. We were making a fortune. You know, we were in third place when I started. You know what I like about him? It's Number one, it's also a bad thing. He says we. He didn't own the energy companies. Who's the we? 
There's no we, unless you think about the government's cut of the profits that were made. I guess that's one way to look at it. But what he thinks about is just the success of the nation, just giving that back to the people. That's the opposite of Liz Cheney. That's the opposite of Mitt Romney. By the way, how did Mitt Romney make his money? Corporate raider. But he got special deals from companies that were in bankruptcy. I wonder if his father, who was a political whore, much like Joe Biden, I wonder if he had any influence on it. I'll tell you what. It's a lot harder to make your money by owning that store that Donald Trump was talking about. After all, i got to pay all the costs. I become a congressman. I have no overhead. Nothing but profit. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, what's up? Not much. What's going on, kid? Well, first of all, I agree with you 100% with President Trump. You know where I stand on that. But here's a question I wanted to ask you. Now that these terrorist elements, I should say, coming in through the southern borders and stuff, the oh, you mean the watch here, list from our FBI? Yeah, you mean uh, uh, forever bothering Italians? We've got what now? That should be over 200. 200, and, and I'm worried about, what do you mean what's going to happen? <gasps> Boom! What do you think is going to happen? You think they're going to open up an ice cream store? They're going to become a, uh, uh, what do you think? They're going to they're gonna go with the, I was wrong. I spent 40 years of my life. I don't want the virgins. I'm wrong. I want to own an ice cream store. Maybe I'll buy uh, 31 flavors. You think that's what's going to happen? Me either. Thank you for the call. Rich, Indian Head Park, brilliant. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was your weekend? Fantastic. I love your point. Yeah, what I wanted to say is uh, now they want uh, people to be able to sue uh, Trump for January 6th. Are people going to be able to sue Biden uh, for the family members that were killed by these illegals? I like and that. These illegal, and all these illegal drugs that came in, were we what, uh, losing uh, 300 people a day uh, for, from fentanyl? Yeah. Are we going to be able to sue him or not? I love the way it works. The only problem I have with it, Rich, is you're thinking too small. Why Biden? After all, he'll be broke after you take his $140 million he stole to, be a, to become a traitor for, to his country. I'm thinking all the congressmen that voted for the open borders, all the senators, you know, the Democrats, all the Democrats. Sue them all. I like this. Let's kick that door open. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Thanks for making well, you know, when these uh, Democrats like Fixer, they want to disarm us and then bring in the uh, illegals from all over, put them in, uh, in like Durban, he wants to put them in the military, have them people, all the uh, so-called illegals, uh, be like uh, phony uh, uh, our, uh, soldiers or something like that to come after us someday. So that's why I want to disarm us. But for the people that are uh, concerned about um, keeping their um, um, scary guns in Illinois because of the uh, ban, there's this company or a store called uh, Law Guns, and they make a, a bolt. You switch, you pull the bolt out of the um, the scary gun, and you put this different bolt in it. It turns it into a, a bolt action rifle, and you can continue to own it. Oh, it's, it's nice! So then I got to adopt to fascism. You know who doesn't adopt to that? Scum. The scum that make up the shooters, the Democrats, the honorable students from CPS that are wreaking havoc. They don't really care about the new laws, and I got to do this and make it a bolt action, right? Here, you fat bastard. You know what I did is I just simply moved. It's uh, uh, lucky I could do that. A lot of people can't. A lot of people can't, and then you become victims of it. And then they make fun of you. Right in their own little circle, they make fun of you. The jury in the Ed Burke trial heard wiretap recordings of Chicago's longest-serving alderman joking with a political friend about holding up driveway permits. This, as driveway permits and how he held them up for a would-be client, is central to the federal extortion case against him. CBS2 political report. On the phone with another scum, short-in-the-pants Democrat. On the phone making fun 
of how, ah, we'll just hold up the permit. Yeah, he's innocent. And he won every freaking time. Wasn't even close. In fact, like people who are victims of Hamas, people were afraid to run against him. That's how you know. We're only dressed better. Same third world corruption that has destroyed every nation it's ever touched lives where the Democrats live. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Most of us are very lucky. We can remember a time... When the media was adversarial rather than propagandizing government supremacy, it it was truly fun to watch. And um, some did it better than others. My next guest was there at a time, arguably, when a new company did it better than everybody. I believe it has since collapsed on its mission to protect us. That's because my guy got old and retired. But the good news is he became an author. And he is the author of Just Another Country, a novel the final episode of the We Trilogy. He is John Moody. John, thank you for joining me. How are you? What an elegant introduction, Sean. Thanks very much. I got old and retired. Well, You got old, damn it, because I remember when you were at Fox News how much better it was, and now when I do the intro, I call it Fox Wiser. Um, well, you could call it Fox Wiser Light, I guess. Yes. <sighs> but the reality is things have changed. But... Good people still exist out there, and they became authors, and there are still some independent journalists. We have them on the show from time to time. But it's funny from your perspective as you watch what's happening to our nation, and you see the the pivot, how the media went from exposing scandal to protecting it when it was their favorite party. And I think this is really, you could trace it back to George Stephanopoulos, who was a controversial political figure, and then became an elder statesman in media. I think that was truly the turning point. I'm, I'm wondering what your, your opinion is. Well, I, I go back with George Stephanopoulos a long way. Uh, when Fox News was, was created and was about to go on the air in uh, October of 1996, I went down to his office in the White House and said, look, do you think, uh, do you think President Clinton might, might be willing to come on the, the air with us? And he just laughed. <laughs> he just said, are you kidding me? You think yeah. he's going to go on a network that's run by Roger Ailes? And I thought, well... You know, give it a chance. I mean, don't 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 decide before we're on the air. That seems a bit preemptory. Uh, but anyway, yeah, George has become a, a a a legend in his own mind. Yeah. But they had the media, the favoritism and the propagandizing right where they needed it when they needed it. And to me, that was what I believe to be the greatest deployment of a bioweapon released on humanity called COVID. And there was very little pushback. Even on Fox News, there was some, but very little. And then the intimidation factor came in. So I'm wondering if you think COVID could have happened 40 years ago when we had a a media that was very skeptical of the government. No, absolutely not. Uh, It would have been called the China virus. Uh, There would have been a lot of of looking into where it started, how it started, who gave permission for it to be spread around the world, who wanted it to be spread around the world. Instead, the mainstream media 
listened to the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization is a sock puppet for China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's, a US, it's a UN agency, but it pretty much does what China tells it. And once the, the devastating effects of this virus started to get known, China said to the World Health Organization, hey, you know, stop this now. And the World Health Organization said, you can't call it the China virus. That's racist. You'll have to call it, uh, let us think first, a COVID, because that doesn't mean anything. Nobody has any idea what that means. Yeah. And the mainstream media fell into line, and the CDC fell into line. And the next thing you know, you had people on television saying, don't call it China. Don't call it the Wuhan virus. That's very racist of you. It, it was almost like they were taking the playbook from China and putting it on the air on the mainstream networks of the United States. And then the, the, the demand and the call for censorship against government opinion, against government supremacy, which still exists today. Is that, why, is that what you meant by Just Another Country, the novel, and the final episode? Is this the final episode? Is that it? Are we going to be that quasi-surf and slave to government the way Europeans are? Well, I, I, I seriously hope that that is not the case, Sean. Um, yes, the signs of it are there. Uh, the, 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 the title of the latest book, Just Another Country, is because I think so many people, including Americans, I'm sad to say, think that the United States is no longer exceptional. And, you know, the United States was the greatest, is the greatest experiment in, in democracy in history. And to liken us to countries like China, to liken us to countries like India, et cetera, is, is just a, a, a terrible ignorance of what the United States stands for. So the title is, is just another country. It's a, it's a mocking title, and it is dedicated to, quote, everyone who believes the United States is not just another country. You know what's interesting, and I keep thinking about this, the, the scandal that is our current situation. And we have the money, hundreds of, of, of really millions, I want to say billions at this point, billions of dollars that has been kicked out by the Chinese Communist Party to very strategically buy the loyalty of representatives in a representative republic, the only one standing. And it's, I always thought it would be a scandal worth discussing, even if people leaned to Democrats. But unfortunately, they're victims of what I call the the Chicago clout mafia mindset, where they'd rather be friends with it than break it apart. And there's a story of a a reporter in in Chicago who started out to be a good one. And he, he then went on to be the opposition in name only. And you come to find out his daughter out of law school immediately went to work for the Obama administration right after Barack Obama won. And I'm talking about Andy Shaw, and he created the Better Government Bureau. But that's the truth of what happened. And at that point, you realize these guys are friends. They're not interested in being adversaries. Do you think there's still an adversarial mindset in any form of media that we see on television? If, if so, it's pretty well covered up, Sean. Um, remember, China, we, we mustn't underestimate China and its leadership. They are smart. And they have dug so deeply into the fabric of America in the past 20 or so years that you have to understand anything that is partly controlled by China or is invested in by China, you're talking to this Chinese Communist Party. This TikTok uh, you know, app, which uh, you know, I just can't believe that it's allowed in, in this country, when you 
send a video or do a dance or sh- share your opinion or a picture of your parents, you're just you're just filling up the files of the Communist Party of China. They keep it all. They 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 log it all, and they know who did it, and they know how to get back at. And you know what's funny, John? I I was just on my phone before the show, and it it gave me a warning. You use ex, you know, all your data, whatever. And I, you know, I'm old, but I, I look at the phone and I said, boy, that's kind of peculiar. And it says, click, you know, you click on it and it tells you that every app you have on your phone, everyone is forever open and using the data. And this idea that you think, ah, I don't use it, but it's just there. They're wrong. They're listening. It's in the disclosure. Nobody reads and you sign that's volumes of pages. So just having it on your phone means there's a monetization of your data because they sell it and whatnot, but it also means it's ongoing. And I don't think people understand how they're carrying around the demise of our nation in their phone, with their phone. Yeah. Look, I I mean, I've I've been saying for a couple of years since I started writing this trilogy in 2020, I've, I've been saying to people who are interested in discussing it, try to go for 24 hours without using a product made in China, any product. And yeah. and they laugh. They say, "Well, I can't do that anymore." <laughs> it's not laughing. It's not a laughing matter. No. China is trying to control the commerce of the world, and they're using it for political purposes. And quite frankly, I think they're trying to convert it into military purposes. So whenever you whenever you you say, you know, well, I can't live without my iPhone, or gee, TikTok's a whole lot cooler than Facebook now, you might as well learn how to say that in Mandarin because it's going to come back at you. You know, I always thought Americans, I walked around foolishly arrogant about being an American. I thought that they were proud of being from kind of anarchists who fought off the tyranny of a king. And they walked around with that kind of the law is on my side and I don't have to be afraid of anything the way communist uh, subjects do and and, and socialist subjects do. When you see Mm -hmm. the scandals break and the Chinese Communist Party has biolabs in California, in Wyoming. When you see the story break that China has a phony battery company that positions itself as an EV battery company, but they're, they're the Chinese Party military wing, and you see Illinois governor give them $8 billion, the people, even if they have an appetite for it, it dies somewhere between their ears and the, the, the decision they make in the morning. How does that happen? You know, Sean, I, I love America, and I'm proud to be an American. Uh, Americans, uh, you, you were kind enough to say that I've gotten old, so I can tell you that when I was a young guy, uh, <laughs> um, um, Americans were, were still sort of cautious and, and careful about what they bought and where it came from. They wanted to know things before they made a decision. They, they cared about the country and the, and the world around them. And, and now, you know, we, we've, I'm afraid to say it, we, we, we've gotten fat, lazy, and stupid. Yeah. And we just assume that if something is on the online, on the web, anywhere, then it's safe because somebody looked at it for us, right? Somebody made sure it was okay. Wrong. And, and this idea that nothing can go wrong in the United States is the fast track to, to really our decline and eventually yes. our subjugation to China. And being hoisted by your own petard ends countries. And it's funny, as you're talking, I'm thinking directly of... The lack of suspicion by the American public, writ, writ large, I mean, there were some of us, me and uh, several others that I know, their acceptance of the, of the vaccine. And this mm-hmm. is something that Trump did that I, I think he really, if he, if he just announces that he's ashamed of warp speed, I think he'll win with 100% of the vote that's legal. But my point is, 
to see the acceptance of this was when I made my decision, man, oh, man, I don't know if I'll ever see America the way I remember it in my lifetime. Because when you see the lack of interest of the collusion between Big Pharma, the the lab they opened in 2009 in Wuhan, China, the research and development lab, and the way that they profited from the from the uh, COVID virus, the most uh, successful bioweapon, in my opinion, you see the untold amounts of money. And the story of the AG in Texas suing them, I thought was going to light the weekend on fire. And you're hard-pressed to see it mentioned. Well, that's because it doesn't fit the, the agenda of a lot of the mainstream media. Um, but, but what is interesting, Sean, is you know this, this was created in China on purpose in a vir- virology lab. It allowed the, the, the Chinese government then allowed the citizens of Wuhan to travel freely abroad, knowing that many of them, many of them, were contaminated with this virus. And there, of course, they, 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 they took it with them and spread it around the rest of the world, part of the plan. And then they said, well, call it COVID so that it's never traced back to us again. We don't want to hear about that anymore. And what's the best thing you can do to ward off this disease? Wear one of those blue masks. And where were they all made? China. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> business. It's business creating business. I'm from a wise guy neighborhood, and those guys couldn't have thought of a scam like this. I mean, it was from soup to nuts. They had you locked in. And no matter where you turn, you kept enriching these communist bastards who released the virus, number one. But they're still doing it. Can you explain why the CDC director, did you hear this woman, Cohen? Did you hear what she said yesterday? Go ahead. Tell me. Get your updated COVID and flu vaccines and your RSV vaccine if you're over 60. It's not too late to get vaccinated if you haven't already. And use additional layers of protection, like avoiding people who are sick, washing your hands, improving ventilation, and wearing a mask. It's all back, baby. Like it never happened. Never an apology. We've got lawsuits not only filed in Europe and around the world, but in various states throughout our country that are telling you their systems, their schemes, their plans did not work. And this will be accepted in every Democrat-run state. No question about it. Well, I mean, those those ads that we heard. Yes, I did hear about it yesterday. But um, those ads, they don't cost the stations a, a penny. The, 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 they, the, the stations run those ads as public service announcements, PSAs, because they're told to. And, you know, they can be getting good money for a, for a, a commercial like the ones that were on your show. But no, we're going to do the right thing because the government wants us to. It's, it's the kind of cringing acceptance of authority that never used to be popular in this country. And they call it mores, right? They call, they call the, the people's uh, traditions and their acceptance of, of, of government policies the, the, the mores of a nation. And I'm wondering, when did it become so fashionable, such our tradition, to become willing morons and just say okay to everything the government says. I used to love the arguments that I saw my whole life from the late 60s through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. I don't see many arguments. In fact, if you make an argument, you're automatically ostracized and it's okay to make fun of you. That's the part that troubles me. I'm wondering if you're troubled by the same thing. Well, sure. And I can't trace it to an exact date, but I but I think television, enter, te- television entertainment and the news, but mostly entertainment, made it okay to be stupid. You know, that we had we had comic <laughs> heroes, yeah. and we laughed we laughed along with them and said, oh, 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 ain't that funny? And then we became those characters. 
And, and the problem is the people that are running us, the people that are telling us what to do and what to say and what to think, are not stupid. And, uh, and they have us on, on a rope, and they're not going to let go. He is John Moody, and I, I have traced it for you, John. And I'm going to give it to you. It's my gift to you. You can name your, your, your next book. It. It's the night Patrick Swayze died. When Patrick Swayze died, the next thing that happened was the economic collapse and all hell broke loose. In fact, Patrick Swayze was the glue holding this country together. That's what I've come to the conclusion. But feel free to do your own research. After all, you're an investigative reporter. The book, Just Another Country, a novel, the final episode of the We Trilogy. It's out now. He is John Moody. Thank you, brother, for coming on. You know, I appreciate you and your opinion, and I respect your work very much. Thank you. Always an honor, Sean. Thanks. Thank you, John. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now he died in September. The official collapse happened in June, but the ramifications, September, October, Woo. Patrick Swayze was the glue. In the meantime, a very good friend of mine, smart guy, very smart, wonderful man, sent me a text. He said, did you read the articles? I said, yeah, I read the articles. It was, uh, it was brought all the way to the Supreme Court, Squirrel. Your Bluetooth in your car, right? When you get in your car, when you get in a rental car, and you hook your car and you accept the Bluetooth terms, most people don't realize this. Everyone's worried about TikTok and all the rest. It, it's everything, everything. In fact, when you hook up to Bluetooth, all of your contacts... All your text messages, everything that happens and happened that you still have on your phone, the car company has it. Did you know that, Squirrel? Brought to the Supreme Court. You know what the Supreme Court said? Yeah, that's all right. The idiot said it's okay. When it comes to telephone calls, nobody is listening to your telephone calls. I love the way you lie. I'll tell you, Barack Obama. Terrible, terrible president. Sympathizer to all kinds of chaos and anti-Americanism. Wonderful foot soldier to the democrat mafia but man could he lie in such soothing tones couldn't he that's not what this program's about no as was indicated uh what uh, the intelligence community is doing yeah the good is guys. looking at phone numbers uh-huh. and durations of calls they are not looking at people's names and they're not looking at content. No. Wrong. Well, that explains why you can't bust in mafias that are destroying neighborhoods. It explains why you never catch the Democrats' scum profiteers of policy, like Ed Burke. It explains it all. It really does. It explains so much. They're clearly not listening. They're not listening to how Liz Cheney made $16,438 a day every day of the year. For six years. Chris Ty in the newsroom for us now with that and more about what happened the morning of the raids on his office. Chris? That's right, Joe. The feds are near the end of their case against Burke, his assistant, Pete Andrews, and business developer Charles Quay. Today, FBI agents who orchestrated that raid on Burke five years ago laying out what was said to them that morning, conversations that helped shape this case. Just as the simultaneous raids began at Ed Burke City Hall and Ward offices five years ago, Years ago, two FBI agents descended on the Mount Greenwood home of longtime Burke aide Pete Andrews. They had questions about the billionaire father and son 
Chokat and Zohab Danani that had recently. This would be so much better if they did like a a Simpsons cartoon that went along with it. Because I really don't want to see their real fat asses. I prefer the Homer Simpson body. Taken over this Burger King in Burke's ward. The feds say Andrews and Burke tried to shake down the franchisees by creating driveway permit problems, then offering to solve them. In exchange, Burke wanted his law firm, Clafter and Burke, to land their lucrative tax business. An FBI agent asks Andrews, ever, ever have contact with these two guys? I don't know who they are, he says. We heard they've done some business in the ward here. This ward, Andrews asked. You were just shaking them down about six hours ago. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Matt in Mount Greenwood, you don't know either. You don't know. I don't know nothing. I know nothing. Go ahead. Hey, Sean, your last guest was fantastic. It prompted me to think about what's going on. I'm, I'm in the construction business, union contractors. And, uh, you know, what's going on in Mantino infuriates a lot of good people. A lot of good craftsmen out there are pissed off because sure. they have, you know, this, this is going on. Yet, there's plenty of fat, lazy slobs who will be more than happy to line up at the, at the trough to build this building for the communists. These are union tradespeople. Yeah. And the union bosses, you know, wouldn't be that long ago, back in the day, they'd, they'd tell them to tell this slob oh, along yeah. that you're feeding from the trough of Pritzker to pound sand. We're not going to build your building. Brother, in the, a- in the 80s even, in the 80s, I used to, I worked in the unions. In the 80s, those were, those were wise guys, but they were wise guys who loved the country. It's not like now. Hard Americans is exactly right. It's Sean. not Hard like Americans now. Say, Fangu, you're not going <laughs> to build oh. your building. All right. I think that was yeah, that was definitely Latin, Matt. That was not Italian. Nobody look up what he said. Chuck Delavan, who pretends to be Santa but won't pay his own bar tab. I find that funny. There's irony. You ain't giving away nothing, cheapo. Hey, Aloha Snack Bar. Hey, I got to tell you something. So I roll into my driveway last Thursday. No water. My pump went out on my well, and then no heat. And now, after like four days, I finally got my heat in my well back. But anyway, I played Santa in Madison yesterday in a strip mall, yeah. and I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I've never seen masks. And then all of a sudden, there's people wearing masks. There was like twenty out of like two hundred. Yeah. And I turned around and they go, "We want a picture." I go, "You can take that mask off, and I'll give you a picture with Santa." You know, if I'm not. You don't get a picture. I'm iffy on the masks. I'm iffy. Because if you look like Dr. Awardy, I don't care if there's a cold season or not. Put a mask on, wolf. Go ahead. So so anyway, so this guy I know, his name's Joel Cooper, and he was the first guy to ever do a double lung transplant. He was a thoracic surgeon. He lives in New York. And he called Fauci, and he told him, he goes, don't tell people to wear masks. You're going to give them respiratory problems. And Fauci didn't listen to him. I'm going to go with the guy with the double lung transplant and yeah, hold the guy up. Is your heat working so, in your in your shower now? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. well if it's going to break down, just so it doesn't break down on the 20th, which is the day every month you take a shower, just so it's working on that one day. Thank you, Santa Chuck. Uh, Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Wonderful. How are you? Uh, good. On the break, I heard something along the lines that in response to the Republican pushed for an inquiry into impeachment yeah, at oh, yeah. White House, or somebody said <laughs> something to the effect that the Republicans are only interested in the stupid stuff. Well, if I don't hear the Republicans coming out and pounding on that statement alone tomorrow, and I don't see ads coming out fairly quickly, 
um, then I know that they've given up because these things are they're just handing you softballs. Listen, it's you a wonderful the attack. It's a wonderful system where you could slow walk scandal, divert your eyes from absolute corruption. And that's why as these stories break of the Bidens and the right, how could you not know this when he was the VP? This crooked dog stole mil- tens, hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions, and it doesn't matter. And now when they learn the story, do you think they're going to fast track it the way uh, uh, Jack Smith wants to fast track? Did you ever see a guy get indicted and go to trial faster than Trump? Did you ever see one? Oh. That story of Mike Madigan, Ed Burke, five years ago. Mike Madigan, what, six years ago? They'll it's, never go to court. It's a, it's a, it, that's what I meant when I opened up. It's, it's beautiful it's what Trump exposed. If we hate you, you'll go to jail within months. If we don't, you guys go on vacation. We'll be all right. I love it, amazing. man. It's amazing to me that they, they actually say something like that. People are afraid for their safety, their property rights, their personal safety. Yeah. They have to pay a ton more for food. Just to survive, they're in debt, their retirements are in doubt, and you have such a willful group of people out to stomp down on American ethics in Western civilization. It's unbelievable. Well, Greg, next time just sum it up with Bidenomics. But here's the good news. You're going to have high-speed rail. Oh, it's coming, and you're going to love it. You're going to love high-speed rail. High-speed rail on the fast track. Together we're finally going to make high-speed rail happen between... Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about uh, L.A. to San Francisco to $115 billion? You haven't laid one rail. I mean, outside of Kamala Harris's office. What about that? We're investing $3 billion on this. Ooh. You know what? I've decided you should give Zelensky high-speed rail. That's the only scam that crooked bastard isn't stealing from, too. Amy in Lake Geneva. Hi, John. How are you? Splendid, Amy. How are you? Oh, good. Um, I was going to say an adverse defense. Everybody hates Burger King, so. (laughs) (laughs) Shake down Burger King if you're going to shake down. But, you know, do you wonder why that Cosmics opened up in Bolingbrook? You got the whole city of Chicago. I think the first one is in Des Plaines. Why would they open up in Bolingbrook? Yeah, weird, right? And who goes to Bolingbrook? Anyway, um, I was going to say that these poor union workers in Chicago, they're all secret Trumpers, and don't get it wrong. I mean, that's just a fact. They can't admit it because their bosses are tied to Biden, but... I, I, to, I believe so. I really do. I know a lot of them, and I, I they all hate what's going on. They hate having to follow in line, and I think that... Why the do they? The you know, I you know so many guys when I was a bricklayer at the South Watermont. Why do, why do you listen to these idiots? Why do you listen? I don't know. That's the part I don't get. I mean, is it worth the $4 an hour bump? And by the way, Bolingbroke does have a wonderful golf course. I mean, phenomenal. Yes. That if it was yeah, somewhere else, it would be... It would be a hundred thousand uh, 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 dollar, what do you call it, country club that Dan Prof. I've been there before. It is yeah. nice. I've it's been wonderful. there. All right. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, John. Merry Bye. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Boy, oh boy, it's getting. It's almost overwhelming at times, but don't worry, we'll win in the end. I mean, after all, how much longer can this dimwit stay above ground? It also saved my home and my wife's life when I was away. It was the last day on. Sounds good, doesn't he? Squirrel strong like a man. And he's going to lie to you about some story where uh, there was a small fire that took from 20 minutes from the time the wife called from the driveway to when the fire department came there and put it out. In fact, it didn't even destroy the kitchen completely. But listen to this inferno told by this dimwit in diapers. Uh, the most famous guy doing Meet the Press uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was doing the program. And uh, 
You couldn't think of his name. Uh, there was a lightning struck a little pond behind my house, uh-huh. hit a wire, came up through the basement of my home, and three... That's not true. It was the kitchen, but uh, details. They don't matter to Democrats. You'll step and you'll fetch and you'll vote for this idiot no matter what he does and how wrong he gets it. Thing was, is I'll take Joe Biden at 100 over any of these guys at whatever age they're at because he's delivering. Corruption to Democrat sewers. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know what I love, too, about the Democrats? They're a forgiving people when you're in the mafia. Let's take Alexi Janulius. Bust out. Fraud. Broadway Bank. I don't know how many hundreds of millions it lost. How about when he was uh, in the government for the 529 plans in Illinois? You guys only lost, what, 75, 80 million? I can't remember. Or it might have been bigger. doesn't matter. Alexei Janulius is the new Secretary of State. And by the way, he'll be Senator when little Dick Durbin steps aside. Yeah, I can't see that coming from a mile away, huh, Alexei? You didn't fool me in that $6,000 suit that you never earned the $6,000 legitimately to pay for. Fierce fighting continues in Gaza as battles rage oh, in the wait, southern part the of the territory. Stripper. Israel announced... No, 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 it's my honey bunny. You loaded the wrong clip for me. But that's all right. We'll get to the clip. But Alexei Janulius is going to give free IDs. Yeah, it's the. I know it says Cook County, but when I hit it, it talks. Fierce fighting continues in Gaza as battles rage in the southern part of the territory. I fight with a lot of pretty women. I'm not afraid to fight with another one. But in the meantime, there's more scandal in Chicago. Tents that were supposed to house asylum seekers in Brighton Park are nearly down, but the city is still paying for the lease of the space. And you'll pay. Because you didn't sign the deal in the first place, but you're going to pay to half-ass how you doing. The land was tainted to $16 million. Do we know if it's 16? It was 14 on Friday. I heard 16 today. It might be 26. Doesn't matter. You're going to not get a penny of that. It's already in the wind to the how you doing. Well, sources tell us that once those tents are removed, they'll be moved to another space at 115th and Halstead. CBS 2 Sabrina Franza has been following every development and digging for answers. She's live now in our newsroom. Sabrina. Well, the mayor's office, they just told us that they're in talks with the owners of the site about the lease they have at 38th and California. Can you imagine this? These guys did a, did a how-you-doing deal. $91,000 a month. A month for land that was tainted, and now everybody knows it was tainted. Couldn't have built a, an ice cream stand there. Nothing. Not a nail in a board, legitimately. City does this scandal. They rob the people of the $16 million, the 91000 And now the wise guys. I, I don't think, well, you're going you're gonna to pay. You're going to pay. You signed the lease. California. That's a lease that's costing $91,400 a month. Trying, presumably, to get out of it. It's not clear how much this is all costing the city, especially when you account. If, if, if there was any system, everybody in this deal, everybody would be under federal investigation. If the forever bothering Italians, the Federal Bureau of Incompetence would pull their head out of their derriere and do the job. But then again, they're what, what's their office a quarter mile away from Mike Madigan? They had no idea. Five decades. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. What happened? For the setup and dismantling of Garter World tents that were never used in Brighton Park. The grand total of that Garter World contract, almost $30 million. Woo! In the wind. 
I mean, that's the only kind of loss that Alexi Janulius could put lipstick on, right, Lexi? Starting today, detainees leaving Cook County Jail can walk out with free state identification cards thanks to a first-of-its-kind program. Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart and Secretary of State... This is good news for the scumbags. That's why, under, under, if you're a low-life, wretched, scumbag scoundrel, you want to live where the Democrats are in charge. It's almost like you're a decent person. Alexi Janulius announced this partnership today. Dart says about half the people who cycle through Cook County Jail leave without a state-issued ID for various reasons. And that can be a road... <laughs> like uh, they're illegal? Is that in there? Is it, uh, block ...as they try to get their lives back on track. If you're oh, seal- the virtuous victim! I had no money. I had to rob and beat you about the neck, head, breast, and chest area. In Chicago's Irving Park neighborhood, a man and woman walking on a sidewalk at 7.30 in the morning became victims of an armed robber. Police say the 29-year-old man and 25-year-old woman were walking near Berteau and Kedvale when someone wearing a mask pulled a gun, attacked them, and took personal belongings. Well, what were you doing having personal belongings? After all, that robbed scumbag, he needed it. And when he gets out of jail, he's going to have a new ID. You're paying for that, too. Jeff and in Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Yes. You're talking about the tent thing. Let, yeah. let's, let's put it this way. How many, how many union guys from the scaffold or laborers union <laughs> are going to get paid because Ooh. they know they worked in an EPA bad zone, and now they're all going to sue? You know, it's just like... Uh, out of serve CTA bus, 35 people are claiming that they were on the bus. Yeah, one way or the other, cashing in on Democrat corruption the Chicago way. Kyle, sorry I didn't get to you, babe. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Now, when you want to talk about waste, fraud, and abuse, and the phony veil of virtuous fascism, there are some expensive words. National Defense and World Health Organization. So who am I going to talk to this kind of policy about? This kind of waste, fraud, and abuse, and phony virtuous fascism. I'm going to go to a guy that I remember from when things were right in the world and patriots were in positions of power. Now, I'm going to my next guest, not simply because he is the founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy, which he is, or the author of the new book, The Indictment, which he is, but because I remember his name back in 1987 when we were in the midst of a Cold War and arguably the greatest president in American history, tapped him for a senior position in the Defense Department with responsibilities for policies involving the USSR. He is Frank Gaffney. Frank, thank you for joining me. How are you? Better for being with you, Sean. Thank you. How about yourself? Well, I'm aggravated as always because, you know, the the pirates of of our current politics are taking the intention of good Americans and their policy front running to enrich themselves, but they're doing it on behest of the Chinese Communist Party. I see it no other way as why communists would give one family 24 million that we know so far directly 
through the crack-smoking, sister-in-law-banging, degenerate son known as Hunter. However, I believe there's tens of millions more. And it doesn't seem to be that at least 50% of my country, they really don't care about it. I think it is an act of treason. I want to know what you think. You know, it's bad enough that 50% of the country doesn't seem to think that matters. The fact that the FBI doesn't seem to think it matters either, and they're the outfit that's supposed to be protecting us from people doing this kind of thing, is, is terrifying because, unfortunately, I think this is a very, very serious national security threat. And it's going unchecked, unchallenged, uncorrected. And what that means, Sean, whether, you know, we're paying attention or not, whether we care or not, is uh, I think the country's being imperiled every day. Well, you know, Frank, it's, it, it's interesting. When you're from Chicago, you have a unique perspective, as it is the American capital of political mafia corruption. It really is. And when you realize that the FBI's office in Chicago is a quarter mile away from the most successful mob boss in American history, a guy by the name of Mike Madigan, and the FBI knew nothing for 50 years, but the guy who dried my car off in my old neighborhood knew it, you realize that eh, you can't really rely on bureaucracies. They tend to be tainted by bureaucrats. However, they're not patriotic anymore. And that's the real problem, because Joe Biden is truly a national security threat. And the idea that he will hoist good citizens, Americans who want America to be safe, by our petard makes me nauseous because we're willing to pay for national security. We want national security. So all they do is say those words, and they put the word act after it. And I don't know what the hell's in the bill, but what I do know is that this government cannot account for 50 cents of every dollar given to the Pentagon, and I don't want to give it any more money when crooks like Joe Biden are in charge. What do you think? Well, I don't think I completely align with that. I do think that we need accountability, and I do think there is waste, fraud, and abuse. Unfortunately, and, you know, as you mentioned, I, I worked there a long time ago, President Reagan. There, there isn't a line item in the budget of the Pentagon that is for waste, fraud, and abuse. So you can't just sort of cut that out and you're all better you wind up having to wring it out of lots of programs. And typically what they do is they just eliminate some of the most expensive ones. And maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's not. And I tend to think that if I'm right, and I'm afraid I am, but if I am right, uh, it'll be regrettable. (laughs) I hope I'm wrong. But I think the Chinese Communist Party is lighting up fires all over the world Uh, To distract us, yes, uh, to deplete our resources for sure, but also to basically disable us. And that's so that they can tee up the ultimate act of aggression, which is the one they're going to engage in themselves. Uh, Think for sure against Taiwan, probably the Philippines, uh, I don't know, maybe Japan, South Korea, who knows, but, but us as well. And so I don't think it's a good time to be trying to ring out, uh, you know, whatever you'd think might be fraud or waste or no, I get it. I get out of the I, Pentagon budget. And you, you know, I've had the pleasure. You and I have talked about this in the past, and I get the intent because your intent is: look, keep us safe no matter what, and we'll figure it out when we get good people in there. But my my allegation is this: my government is infiltrated. I've got congressmen, I've got senators, I've got the president that all trace back to recipients of Chinese communist money. There's nothing to say, that's what I do know. 
What I don't know is how many bureaucrats, because there is never a list of those bureaucrats. Now, unfortunately, we have this veil of, of patriotism, and when the government becomes the, the traitor, why keep giving it money? That's my question. Uh, it's a good question. And the only thing I can tell you is that, um, as uh, my old friend Donald Rumsfeld used to say, you go to war with the army you have. Yeah. And the one that we have is, um, I'm afraid, probably not sufficient to the task. It, it's certainly not deterring aggression the way we'd want. Therefore, we're almost certainly going to have to fight. And uh, look, I, I, I I'm take no backseat to anybody on, on my criticism of this president or my distrust of his judgment or that, for that matter, of all these general officers and flag officers that they've been promoting to lead our military. This is This is all a very serious problem and yet i'm really concerned that the, we're, we're going to find the balloon going up and i don't mean the weather balloon that flew around our country for a while and then oh it turned out it was a spy balloon i mean the balloon is in the sense that the uh, the war and oh. again not the unrestricted pre-kinetic kind of war that the chinese communist party has been waging against us for decades as we talk about in our book the indictment but the shooting kind and I, I think we're just going to need to have the men and women of the United States military as well equipped as we can possibly make them. And that may mean, as you say, um, you know, postponing accounting uh, till we get better people at the leadership positions. But I think we're going to have to prepare because my guess is the Chinese aren't going to wait until we have better people around. I no, think no, I mean, they think this is the window of opportunity for them. They're smart enough to, to weaken us first. And that's why the saboteur has done his job. You know, I was reading an article. We're in uh, Guyana because we don't want Venezuela to hit Guyana. Now, one thing I one thing you have to recognize is that we had policies that infiltrated and we were on the certain sides during Central and South America. However, those days are gone. And what runs those areas is the ideology of government supremacy, whether you call it Marxism or socialism or whatever. But one thing I, I don't want to waste is one American. I don't want to waste one. Forget about the money. We can always make more. But this is insanity to me. Because the reality is our government isn't in the best interest of the American people anymore. So what I want to do is make sure they can't kill any more of our boys with this false, by blindfolding people with the American flag. Because what I believe is Joe Biden is a saboteur. And he's weakening us intentionally. Which is why recruitment is at the lowest level ever since they started. The, I wouldn't want my kids going in. Would you want yours under these idiots? No, right? No, absolutely not. And and that's the way a lot of people feel, and that's why we do have these recruiting shortfalls. But, hey, Sean, did you catch Dick Durbin's suggestion on the floor of the Senate the other day where he yeah. said, oh, yeah, well, you know how to fix that problem. We'll just, we'll just put a lot of these very fit, unaccompanied, military-aged young men from, oh, communist China or maybe from jihadi countries into the military of the United States, and that, that'll bring us up to scratch. What do you think? Well, I think Dick Durbin is a Chicago Democrat. Right. Aside from having his sure wife is. as a, aside from having his wife as a lobbyist, he's the same gay that, guy that doesn't want to release the flight logs of Epstein Island. You know, I know what they are. And my allegation is, look, they w walk around with the, the 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 kind of acceptance of ah, they're just stupid, but they're well intended. It's the phony virtue. Right. He's stupid. And of course, their policies never work and they end in bankruptcy. But he means well. My allegation is, no, they're traitors to he my country. 
They're traitors to my belief system. They want my country knuckled under. Barack Obama, say what you will about him, and I love, you know, I, I disagree with every policy. But he understood, I'm taking you down a notch, and you deserve it. And he said it, and he ran on it, and he did it. And now they had a hiccup called Donald Trump. And what they've done in the last three years, no foreign country, no foreign enemy could have done to my country what the Democrats under Joe Biden did. None. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of Barack Obama's uh, true confessions, he said this is what he wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted to run the thing without being the face guy. You know, he wanted to be behind the scenes pulling the shots. And that, I believe, is what he and his team have done from day one on this uh, third term of the Obama Biden administration. And the reality is that the fundamental transformation he promised on the eve of his first term is exactly what we're getting. And uh, I'm particularly concerned about what they're doing to the United States military, which goes back to what we were talking about a moment ago. Uh, Do I trust these guys? No, I don't. Do I think that they are working against us and for the Chinese Communist Party? When I say these guys, I mean Joe Biden, a number of uh, civilian guys. Uh, but I also, I think, mean that the guys who are all in for the Marxist makeover of the United States military, starting with C.Q. Brown, the general has just been appointed to be the chairman Which, of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And, and get this, I mean, these guys uh, are now getting blown through the United States Senate, which the Constitution envisioned as a kind of quality control mechanism on presidential appointments. And, you know, they don't want to do that job. So, so I, I'm finding myself trying to. It's, I feel like you sound like me. Myself. I'm trying to do the job the Senate won't do. <laughs> but, but you sound like me because the argument you're making right. is why keep giving them more money, and that's my argument. And I'll tell you why. You see the reluctance of our government to fight the true enemy. The true enemy of this nation is the ideology of collectivism, of servitude, whether it's Hamas or whether it's communism. That's the enemy of our country, and they do not want to fight that. These Dick Durbin would have no... He, he will not send troops. He will not declare war on that ideology. But he will on me, and they are on me. And the government has identified the problem. And it isn't the ideology of radical Islam called Hamas. That's not the enemy. The enemy in this country is me, somebody who's a patriot, somebody who believes in the principles, and somebody who's willing to to speak truth to these pirate bastards who are destroying my country for money. So the reason I want to defund the military, or at least really cut it, is because I know they're going to deploy them on Florida faster than they'll deploy it on Hamas. What do you think? Well, it's kind of like defunding the police. I think it's a bad idea under present circumstances. I, I want, be, yeah. before anything else, I want to prevent our having to fight another war. I want, just like you said, I don't want another American life wasted. And yeah. I think that conveying weakness, which unfortunately is the way this will be perceived, uh, the, the Chinese Communist Party has already emboldened plenty by having the commander in chief be their controlled asset, Joe Biden. Uh, by yeah. having him throwing, you know, taking a dive at every turn, uh, you know, what he's doing to the Iranians is just beyond contempt. But it's they're fighting our guys and he keeps giving them money. They're fighting right now. Yeah. They're bombing our guys. They're fighting. They're killing our guys. They're fi- firing missiles at our mis- our ships. This is treason. Full stop. But yeah. I don't think the right answer is to. You know, leave the military uh, without the kind of capabilities that uh, I think 
when push comes to shove, we're going to need to have for those foreign enemies. No, I get, but we have to have some sort of restraint on it. And it, you know, yeah. you got to keep in mind when you talk to me, Frank. You restraint? You're talking to a guy who was who was robbed. You're talking to a guy who was robbed at a dice game in 1989, not by robbers, but by the police. So I'm okay with defunding those ones, too. However, I do want what's best for my country and my family, and that's where we have to draw the line. But here's an organization we can clearly agree needs to be defunded by Americans immediately, I think. The World Health Organization. Are you kidding me? Completely defunded. Completely. Hey, here's, here's a little bit of good news on that front. The United States House of Representatives actually did that. They voted for no money to go to the World Health Organization in this fiscal year. And, and before they come back and get any more, they're going to have to take a couple of agreements that they're trying to sneak through uh, next May. They'll be finalized and voted on, apparently, uh, unless we can do something about it. But they want to they want to try to blow those through without having to go to the Senate and get their advice. And can they do it? Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, the, the reason that the fights that are taking place right now over this continuing resolution and some omnibus bill and all the rest on the one hand and, and on the other, doing the, the appropriations bills according to the regular order is precisely this case as an example. You want the language that was in that appropriations bill. You want that funding level that was in that appropriations bill enacted by the House to be the final outcome. And right now, sadly, uh, if they go down the road of uh, forgetting about these appropriations, but do you know the United States Senate has not adopted a single appropriations bill? I mean, it's just hard Please. to believe we're paying these people good money to do these jobs because they're not doing their jobs. They're not doing the promotion vetting for the military. They're not uh, you know, doing the appropriations bills. They don't want to be involved in approving treaties. It's absolutely scandalous. But the answer to this is defund them. Where There's going to be a hearing in the House on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time in the subcommittee that um, Brad Winstrup, uh, medical doctor representative from Ohio, is chairing in the oversight committee. And he's going to be grilling, I hope very aggressively, uh, three of the administration's people who are trying to perpetrate this sovereignty crushing deal on our, um, you know, control of our own public health emergencies and what we decide to do about them, not relying on the World Health Organization, which, by the way, as you may have noticed, Sean, made a complete hash up of the Please. pandemic. Those Doing are the only kind of Chinese idiots Communist party yeah. for whom they work. It's government where idiots get promotions. That's that's the real problem. And, and, and until we break that chain, we're just going to be victims of the intention of a, of a well-running government. And that leads me to the last question for you, because we're running out of time. Your expertise, obviously, is in security and policy. It's no mistake we have, what, 8 million people that we've encountered. You have to assume you've got 25% more. So now that's another. We're 10 million people in this country. We have no idea. We know that people already found on the terror watch list are in excess of 200. So we can imagine that there's got to be at least 50 that got away. Everyone's walking around with the anxiety of what's going to happen next in this country. They can't all be wrong, right? I mean, what should people be doing? And in your estimation, are you expecting a terrorist attack on our shores? Well, I said a moment ago that I think what Xi Jinping, the dictator of China, is doing is lighting fires all over the world, in Ukraine and, uh, you know, Israel, uh, the, the tanker war now off the south of uh, the Middle East. 
what's beginning? You, you touched on it um, with uh, Venezuela and yeah. uh, Guyana and, and possibly other countries in Latin America. I believe that what he intends to do is to light one more on his way to going after Taiwan, and that is going to be here in the United States. Yes, indeed. And uh, I think that's coming. And uh, probably there will be Chinese Communist Party, People's Liberation Army, special forces personnel who have been coming across that border by the tens of thousands that will be responsible probably, Sean, for marrying up with places like that bio lab in yeah. Reedley, California. We just did a fantastically interesting and scary webinar on this subject at presentdangerchina.org. I commend it to your audience. It's available for free. They should see all of them, but that one in particular is gripping because it's the kind of uh, takedown strategy that I could see the Chinese Communist Party trying to use against us. That's why I love having you on. You're tire- tirelessly working to keep us safe. You always have, man. I truly appreciate that. Even if we disagree on the nuances, I never question your attention, Frank Afty, your intentions, because they're always about America and what's best for America. I appreciate it. Keep it up and keep exposing it. And hopefully we don't have to go to that point where something has to happen before people start to pay attention. He is Frank Gaffney, founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy, author of the new book, The Indictment. And where can they check that out? I'll say it one more time. Uh, the indictmentbook.com is one place, uh, securefreedom.org and presentdangerchina.org especially. Thank you very much, Frank Gaffney. I appreciate you. Thank you, Sean. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Jason Melrose Park. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Did you have a good weekend? Splendid. Wonderful. Absolutely great. Yeah, my twins turned five yesterday. so I had a Hey, congratulations. You got boys or girls? I got one of each. One oh, and done. Oh, you're done. One nice. Girl, yeah, one and done. Good, good, good. Uh, good. Wonderful. So, hey, what I wanted to talk to you about was a couple of days ago, I was listening to Dan and Amy in the morning, and then after them, uh, this guy named Mike Gallagher comes on. Yeah. And he was talking talking about a story about a poor, you know, a young Jewish girl that was at a, I don't know if you heard the story or not, but a young yeah. Jewish girl that was in a uh, coffee shop in Oakland, California. She yep. had to go use the rest restroom and they didn't say what race they were or who they were, but three guys stood up, stood in front of the doorway and wouldn't allow her to go in until, you know, she wet herself. It was Farley's coffee shop. And it yep. wasn't three guys, it was workers of the coffee shop. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't three patrons. So these were the baristas who would have been tossed off of a roof by the Sharia law Hamas that they're, that they're supporting. And what they did is they intimidated a woman, a young woman, until she couldn't hold it anymore and went in her pants. They wouldn't let her leave either. See, that's the, right. that's the wrongful imprisonment that hopefully some smart lawyer will come to the rescue and make sure that there is no more Farley's East Coffee Shop. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but, and my question is, where are the men? Where are the men in this country? Because if you and I were happened to be sitting there, we saw that we would not put up with that for oh, a minute one day. I, 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 I actually hope things like that happen to me during my day, and nothing ever happens. Absolutely. I can't even pick a fight. <laughs> I know, in, right? In the meantime, there are no men in uh, Farley's East Coffee Shop. See, that's the thing. It's such a selective 
such a selective area. And, they, and cowards normally travel together. That's why they're in these Marxist areas and these Marxist groups. But I'll tell you where they're not, and I don't care if it's Democrat area or not, they're not in Melrose Park because I don't know anybody that in Melrose Park that would sit idly by while that happened to a young girl, not anybody. And the good news is there's still neighborhoods like that, and there's still neighborhoods like Elmwood Park in Chicago, you know, for the most part. But Chicago's getting squirrely because nobody said anything when the Hamas supporter talked about how righteous it was to rape and murder and behead innocent children and babies like they they wanted to do in that coffee shop. That's the problem, Jason. you got to say out of the big Democrat-controlled areas. Thank you very much for the call. Speaking of a guy who was a Democrat, but he got a pension, I still don't think he knows where his warehouse was. Cream Puff Jim. How are you? I guess malaria is making a big comeback down there in the, in the uh, Orange Juice State. But it moved up in to Western. State? Yeah, in your state. And now it's, now it's, it's, it's jumped up to uh, Maryland on the east coast of Maryland. It's probably coming up to. You know why? Atlantic, you fracking Democrats made us get rid of that DDT. Killed everything. But no, not you guys. There's to be no more singing by the birds in the springtime. Get the hell out of here. If it wasn't for those communist women writing books, this country would be a lot better off. Yeah, but, but the mosquitoes are headed down there, so be careful. That's all I got to say. I know that the... Let me tell you something. You think I'm afraid yeah. of a fracking mosquito? From Mauro's party, baby. <laughs> I'll give that mosquito the same treatment I gave those union business agents, those fat asses with the jelly roll on their shirt trying to shake me down. Ask him. I think by now he's still got the stutter. Morons. In the meantime, uh, it's interesting. Honey Bunny, what did I do with that? Not the clip about Zelensky, although I love that clip. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Samer Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. $400 million. $400 million. And he's coming here tomorrow to pretend he's a tough guy. Hey, hey, Zelensky with the, with the shirt without a collar. Where's the fracking money, deadbeat? One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. We're paying for all their workers. Everything. It's a party time, which is why the big deal in Ukraine that is on the upswing is luxury vehicles. Oh, and electric vehicles. That's why the Democrats love giving them money. Uh, it's just something that if we don't get to it, it's going to it's going to continue. Now, keep in mind, Barack Obama bragged about executive orders. And after all, he's the real president. It certainly isn't the dimwit in diapers. We are not just going to be waiting for legislation in order to make sure Uh, that we're providing Americans uh, the kind of help that they need. Uh, I've got a pen and I've got a phone. uh, And I can use that pen to sign executive orders uh, and take executive actions and administrative actions that move the ball forward. Uh, And that's all I was thinking about is this scam artist, this kleptocrat, this oligarch bagman, the one who was really kind of sponsored by Ihor Kolomoisky. How's his, how's his sentencing going or his court date? Is he like on the Madigan plan? Never go to court? Welcome back. We're following some breaking news uh, from the White House regarding Ukraine. Want to go straight to NBC's Bree Jackson who's standing by for us there. Bree, if you will, walk us through what we're hearing this hour. Good afternoon. So what we do know is that President Biden invited President Zelensky to the White House for a meeting Tuesday. So far, no word yet if he has accepted that invitation. The White House says the president wants to... And un- you know what's funny? All this money going out the door. How many people are talking about the real economy? I don't mean the fake Dow Jones where it's subsidized into look like prosperity. I'm talking about our real economy. How many banks are on the 
on the on the, the fine wire of bankruptcy. Job cuts are coming to a Charlotte-based bank. Truist Financial made the announcement saying the bank is aggressively cutting costs. Queen City News anchor Morgan Francis has the details from the CEO tonight, Morgan. Brian Alicia, Bill Rogers said the reduction to their workforce will happen over the next few months and will cut costs by $300 million. I am highly confident in the initiatives we discussed today will significantly improve our financial performance. In a presentation to investors, Truist CEO Bill Rogers announced $750 million in cost-cutting measures. The Charlotte. You know what that means when the CEO does an interview like that and they tell you we're going to cut costs and they fire 50 60% of the workforce? That means they're months away from bankruptcy. Months. And that they're trying to get the calm so that the upper echelon of the bank can cash out of their stocks the way they did in uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, I don't think Troost is a Democrat supporter, but yeah, I don't know. If, you do, if, if they are, they will be bailed out like the rest of them. And this is the only explanation to why Donald Trump is rallying without ever going to a debate. Well, just into the newsroom this morning, a new Iowa poll is offering more insight into how Republican candidates are faring in our state with just five weeks left until the caucuses. So for the first time during this campaign, support for Donald Trump jumped above 50 percent. The poll from the Des Moines Register, NBC News and Mediacom shows 51 percent of likely caucus goers have Trump as their first choice for president. Good thing Jack Smith is trying to put him in prison. It's either that or we do the old back and to the left, and uh, that's going to be the other end, because I am pretty certain Donald Trump will not be the nominee or the winner, not because he won't win. After all, he won in 2020, but because the Leviathan can't afford what will happen in terms of the cost. Right now, they have all the money, all the power, and they're making a ton of it. The top two issues for American voters are inflation and the border, and the president gets large disapproval rates for handling inflation and Americans think his administration's actions led to it growing as you can see there not slowing let's go to an expert squirrel you know who the expert we're going to go to now if I wanted to know what dessert is better at a restaurant I'm going to ask Shalanda Young but anything else I don't give a rip what this dimwit says she's an affirmative action hire with absolutely no experience other than being a Democrat mafia member why don't you think the president's policies are resonating more Look, the president gets it. I get it. I have a 95-year-old grandmother in Clinton, Louisiana, so I get firsthand uh, feedback on what people are... And that's all of her experience, her 95-year-old gammy. Well, did your 95-year-old gammy say stop ruining the economy in my country? Feeling at the ground uh, in these small little towns like I'm from, so I get it. The macro numbers are going as well as anybody could have predicted, right? Inflation comes... They're going as well as anybody could predict. See, this is what I mean when the opposite is true. The opposite of what your wants, needs, and principles are is the Democrat platform. They're winning. Just listen to them. Coming down, uh, job numbers remaining strong, uh, but people have got to feel it. And it's going to take time. When the macro economy, uh, we see good numbers, that often takes time to, to trickle through, but we can't. But what you see in Chicago is what's really happening. Who's the favored citizen? It's not the Democrat voter anymore. The favored citizen is the new one who just got here and they're used to being slaves to the government. They want government supremacists. They just want a chicken in every pot. We are not going to stand by, stand idly by, while you starve our community. 
These are our children and they will not be targeted while you take and make a better life for a new group that just walked into this country. Yesterday, $9,000 a month for these people? You know how hard it is? A thousand to $1,500 for every child, every illegal immigrant child that goes Every illegal alien is receiving $9,000 a month. And rightfully so, this former Democrat voter is willing to explore other options. But the question is, do you think we got here because they weren't willing to take the government money in the first place? See, that's the part that people have to start paying attention to. We're here because we were slowly walked here. We normalized welfare. We normalized being slaves. We just thought it was going to work out fine. It doesn't ever end well. Just ask a former communist former Soviet, or any of these new immigrants coming here. Ask them how great it was in Venezuela, and they're implementing the same policies in Chicago. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. It's real good bet. The best is yet to come. So we had a caller talk about the young girl, the young Jewish girl in Oakland, California. Yet to come. At Farley's East Side Coffee Shop, who was um, kept from using the bathroom by the workers of the coffee shop until she urinated on herself. It's a terrible story. So I want to make you feel good. You see, the rabid Hamas caucus and the terrorist sympathizers in our country are emboldened because they have their assets in very strategic places, and they have an entire lobbying firm called CARE to uh, put a spin and lipstick on the pig, and the double entendre is intended of the terrorist infiltration of America. But the spirit of individuals often will not be broken. Those are the stories I love. And here's a story you need to hear. Ginger, thank you so much. Police in Beverly Hills have arrested a man accused of attacking a Jewish man on his way to synagogue. It happened over the weekend, and police say the suspect made anti-Semitic comments. KTLA's Annie Rose Ramos is live in Beverly Hills. It's okay to attack him. After all, he's rich. He's in Beverly Hills. So he's an evil capitalist. So the Marxists, the con artists, the the good-for-nothing called Democrats, they're okay with taking away people's money. So he's okay with that, and he's going to get a pass, too, because he's a Hamas sympathizer. And after all, this was only a Jewish guy who made every dollar he ever earned. Made it, the honest way. And then bought a nice life, something that Palestinians and Hamas members have a hard time doing from the looks of things. Lee Hills with details. Andy Rose, good morning. Making good morning to you. This happened to an elderly couple, Rafi and Rebecca Nissel, as they were walking to their synagogue. Megan, they do this walk every single weekend, but only difference this past weekend is when they were in this intersection, they were approached by a man wielding a belt. We're right across from the Beverly Hills Police Department. And listen to what the couple says happened then. Take a listen. And he held it in his hand. He hit my husband over the head, and he yelled uh, give me your earrings Jew the, I didn't realize what it was but it was very heavy very hard and very painful it's like Germany isn't it he's lucky I, I, I only wish there would have been a guy from Mulrose Park across the street painful the suspect hit 75 year old Rafi Nissel on the head with a belt he's 75 years old 75 
son posting this photo showing his dad's bloodied shirt. Rafi believes him and his wife were targeted because they are Jewish. Police arrested the suspect, 44-year-old Jay Silagi, booking him on multiple charges, but Beverly Hills police saying this is also being investigated as a hate crime. Well, there's a Democrat, D.A., so he's probably out already. This was, after all, Saturday. And you realize it doesn't matter what the fails of government is because that man and his wife are worth 50,000 low-life scum that would rob them and a million people who advocate for the murder of them. A million. So when you hear all the talk of, it's just too much. No, it's not. It's not even close. And they're just getting started. I like the media and the world to educate people and to be sure that anti-Semitism is not just a bad word, it has a connotation and can bring violence and something we don't want to know. I don't want a guy like that to change my life. Never forget how this whole thing started. 1,400 years ago. They're not interested. Hamas and the Islamo-Nazis are not interested in peace. They don't want it. After all, the only way they get to paradise is by killing Jews and infidels. That's me. I'm a proud frackin' infidel. And will be until the day I die. We'll be back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.